Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. and blessings, love and light, and welcome to this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin-Raymond. I am a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. If this is your first time listening to the How Now podcast, welcome. We're happy to have you and to have you connecting with us on this wonderful podcast please make sure you go to www.hownowpodcast.com and select your favorite podcast platform to listen to the show or click on the banner and watch our show on the How Now YouTube channel. Again, that's www.hownowpodcast.com. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe, and definitely share with your friends. We look forward to it. So let's get into tonight's show. We're going to be talking about born to inspire, equipped to empower, and talk about the power of worship and how things have changed in how we worship and how we're quote unquote doing church. And that's so important as this pandemic continues to go on. We've seen a lot of changes and a lot of pivots, and we've seen those changes in pivots in our churches and in our ministries as well. So I have my lovely guest here to help to, you know, peel back a few of the layers of this, uh, you know, phenomenon that's going on. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guest to introduce herself at this time. Well, hi, I'm Ms. Kim. It's good to see you. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored and humbled to be here. My name is Dr. Alona, Dr. Alona Parks, and I'm CEO of Dream to Destiny Enterprises. It's a full-service corporate communications and professional development company, but that's a big umbrella because I wear many hats. So up under there, I'm a pastor, I'm a certified life coach. I am an inspirational person myself. And so um, my tagline for my life is born to inspire, equipped to empower. And so I'm excited to take all the experiences that God has given me over my 30 plus year career and empower them to, um, to empower people to help do other things mm-hmm. and live their absolute best life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I am so honored that you are here. Thank you so much for joining us and for helping us to, like I said, peel back the, the layers uh, of this onion you know, that we, you know, that we call, you know, worship. So before we dive into that, let's talk a little bit about uh, what you were doing in your ministry prior to this pandemic. Well, prior to this pandemic, it's really, really interesting. Uh, I preached my first sermon in January of 2000, Mm -hmm. and it didn't dawn on me until the end of, um, 2019 that I was coming up on a 20th year anniversary in ministry. So the first thing uh, that comes to mind pre-pandemic was a 20-year celebration. And I'm so glad because in January 2020, I did a formal celebration, 20 years of ministry. Uh, And then the first Sunday in March, 
I ordained deacons and um, licensed, formerly licensed my ministers and just really celebrated my ministerial staff and commissioned them to go forth. And I think the next Sunday or two, everything sh shut down. And I was like, wow. So we had to stop doing in-person uh, worship service and go strictly virtual. And so uh, that's where we are. And we're still pretty much on that um, pathway. We um, have found a church that we go to now only for special occasions on, um, um, on um, like yesterday we went for Easter and then we went for Mother's Day uh, which was yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we've got some other Father's Day coming up, things like that. Mm -hmm. So we're still doing ministry, but we're doing it differently. Yes. Yeah, so like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like you said, it was a challenge. Everybody shut down. It was just like, what are we supposed to do? It's, and, it, yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean, a it's, different space. it is, it is, especially for those, I think about those who, you know, may live alone or, you mm -hmm. know, don't have much contact. And for them, church is a big part of being able to go. And, you know, when you have that, that time where, you know, you take time in the sermon and say, you know, it's time to let's walk around and, and, and share that, that brotherly sisterly love. Let's, you know, lay our hands on people and, and you weren't able to do that. And let me say, it was hard for me, even as a minister to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love a good hug. I exactly. give good hugs and I love to receive them. And yeah. so I was like, what you mean? I can't touch nobody. Exactly. <laughs> that was a culture Yes. And, and for some people, you know, for some people being able to have that touch, being yeah. able to connect, you know, as a community, that's something that we never could have imagined would ever yeah. change because you know, just like we never expected restaurants to close, you know, people are always going to want to eat. So we're like, yeah. what do you mean? You can't go to the restaurant? What do you mean? Yeah. You can't eat out? What is that about? So I know that it was a huge change that had to take place in order to make people feel as though they were still making that connection. And I think what, <laughs> what I think about is when we say that the, that the church is the people and not the building mm -hmm, mm -hmm. come into fruition when, <laughs> when, right. the, when the building shut down and we were like, okay, remember it's the people. Exactly. Well, we, we always say you come into the physical biz building right. to worship corporately but right. you exit to serve. And so the church really is in our heart, but we also know the Bible teaches that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And it's been, um, a, 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 I guess, kind of a tug of war because you have those who are saying, well, I can worship just as well from home. Um, and then you have, you know, but we have to also keep in mind that we have to use wisdom uh, as we go forth. So learning how to social distance effectively and still minister to the people effectively is different. It was a whole learning curve for some. Some people had to, there's some people that, that don't do technology at all. And so when you say, wait, what, you know, I got to look at uh, my church service online. Like for example, my mother is 82 years old and she's been a member of her church for over 60 years. But bless God, she's very supportive of my ministry. And so when we were in the building, she was coming with us, but things changed. And so we had to do it virtually, but she still wanted to stay connected to 
her church. And so in order for her to see her church, I could have let her see it on, on, on my Facebook account, but I told her, so mommy, you really need to get your own. So she 82 years old, had to get a Facebook account. And I still have to take her, my tablet and pull it up for her because this is totally new, totally new for people of different generations. And then you do have some younger people that, that just don't, that, you know, they'd rather be, they'd rather not do the technology. Right, right. And there are so many, so many directions that we can go here on just that point of technology. At one, in, in one instance, it's connected us because mm-hmm. we've had to old and young and everyone in between have had yeah. to, you know, have had to learn the technology in order for us to continue to have that, that time, uh, you know, together as, as a collective body. But yeah. like you said, there, there are limitations there. There are those who, you know, may live in areas where they are not, where they don't have access mm-hmm. to, to the technology. They would mm-hmm. love to, but they don't have access to the technology. And then, like you say, you have those who, where it's a learning curve, and we have those who just are not, you know, interested in yeah. learning the technology. And so, so that has been a challenge. So, yeah. so with, with regards to that, I know you had some, like you said, that have had to learn, like your mom, and you know, having to to create accounts and have people to assist in that. And mm-hmm. then, I guess for those who um, you know, prior to the, to the pandemic, were there other things that you were able to do to support those who may not have had access to the technology? Actually, we just, we just put it out there and, and hoped that everybody would be able to join us. We Mm -hmm. did try to stay in touch with people as much as possible. Um, I guess the plus may, it may not be a plus, but, um, the advantage for me is that the ministry is, is very small numerically. Mm -hmm. And so there are very, my numbers were minimal in terms of the ones that I had to make sure stay connected. Mm -hmm. And it, and it made it tangible and easy for me to be able to keep up with that small number. And Mm -hmm. so we're very small ministry, but very close knit. Uh, I still try to reach out to make sure everybody is okay and has what they need. Right. And I, and that is a blessing in and of itself, because that's what we do. You know, we say we're our brother's keeper and, you know, we, we are to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, you know, and, and, you know, and to love God with all our heart, mind and soul. And so those things are important. And so I know that, uh, you know, like you said, making those connections, you know, definitely helped in, in the pivot for mm-hmm. having to, to, uh, you know, stay connected on a different level, you know, Mm -hmm. because so many people, you know, when they're in these large churches may not have the phone numbers or, or the contact information for the people in their congregation. Right. So when this hit, they, you know, those who didn't have access, they may not have even had the opportunity to contact them because they may not have had a working phone number for them or, or, or information for them. Well, that's very key. And uh, one of our ministers, Reverend Robert Enoch, has uh, had a lot of conversation uh, because he's he's from a larger um, uh, denomination. He plays for several churches. And uh, one of the things that he discovered is that there were a lot of people who have totally given up on the church uh, and said they're never going back. They, uh, many pastors have just quit. I think I posted something about a week or so ago, maybe two weeks now, 
about a pastor who actually resigned online and said he was done uh, because people don't understand it's more to being a pastor than standing up in that pulpit preaching the word. My members will tell you, I did not desire to be a pastor. I had talked to God and told him, look, I'm, I'm glad you cho chose me. I'm preached to the day I die, but I don't never want to be, <laughs> be a pastor because there are many responsibilities. And the Bible speaks of to whom much is given, much is also required. And so if you have, if, if, if you've got a strong anointing, if you have um, many gifts, there are expectations. Uh, if you do things well, quickly, or uh, effectively, people have a tendency to think that it's easy and they don't understand that that's the anointing working in your life. And so then they have an expectation that you can do everything and be everything to everybody. So uh, pastors need support and prayer because many, as my mother would say, plenty see, but few know. People don't, have, many don't have a clue of what pastors go through. Right, right. And that's key that you bring that up because just like you said, just like we talk about there, there being some limitations and some some things that that were learning curves for for the congregation, that mm -hmm. that's just as true for for the pastor, for the shepherd over the church, because mm -hmm. people are looking to that person for answers or, you know, what are we supposed to do and how are we supposed to do it? And then you know, how are you going to support me? And, you know, they, they had to figure out how they were going to support themselves as well. Yeah, you know, absolutely. what absolutely. can we do? What can we do? You know, and I think about, like I said, as, as a minister myself, you know, what, what can, what can I do? How right. can I, how can I assist? How can I help in making this transition, you know, palatable for others when I'm still trying to figure it out myself? Yes. You know, yeah. we, we all went through this, through this pandemic at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we all had to figure it out. And yeah. so, you know, just like you said, it's, it's been a challenge. It has mm -hmm. been a challenge and, and, you know, to, to continue to inspire and encourage others when you have a question mark over your head as yes. well as, you know, yeah. I'm not sure what tomorrow is going to bring either. That's you know? right. And That's so- right. So, you know, how, how have you, um, you know, been in support of, of those in your ministry as you are trying to make that transition? Well, well, well let, let me, let me ask a better question. Okay. <laughs> what, okay. Yeah. What pivots have you had to make, you know, personally, you know, as, as this pandemic, as this pandemic has continued to go on? I've taken the time to really just reflect um, really reflect and I've learned to take care of myself. Uh, I've, I've learned how to say no. Uh, I've learned that I cannot be everything to everybody. And I've just asked God to help me prioritize. There are so many things that I've wanted to do personally for years. Mm -hmm. And so this time of, of shutdown or lock-in has given me some time to really reflect on where I am. Um, I'll be receiving an honorary doctorate very soon and I'm excited about it and the more I think about it I get really really full because I've been out here on the grind 
um, not necessarily just in my business, but everything that I've done has been of service to others. And so putting all of that into perspective, what do I do with everything that God has given me? I've had time to think about that, but under my corporate under, um, umbrella, Dream to Destiny Enterprises, it's still about serving others. So the ministry is very much a part of that. Uh, and then I have to also understand that everybody is not going to be uh, uh, quote unquote saved or in the church. So I've learned to really meet people where they are and try to be of best service in whatever capacity that I can. So just reflecting and making sure that I'm, I'm being of service to mankind. Right. I love that because I think that that's what happens. A lot of, a lot of expectation and mm -hmm. demand is put on those in the ministry to, to be, like you said, everything to everybody. Yes. You know? and, and we definitely are, are just as much human as anyone else. You know, we are spiritual beings, but we are still in these earthly bodies, just like mm -hmm. everyone else. Yes. And, yes. and you know, just like you said, to, to whom much is given, much is required. And yeah. so, you know, and, and I think a, a requirement of ours is to, to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so we can in yeah. turn put our hand to the plow and, and uh, you know, be able to assist others, you know, as they're transitioning. But for people to understand that, you know, we are human too. And, and yeah. there are things that, that we are going to go through in our personal lives that, that, uh, you know, we have to examine so that that way we can, you know, make sure that we're pouring into ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, through, through God's grace and, and allowing that, that overflow to then pour out into others. But it starts with us first. Yes. Well, like I said, because we're seeing we're seeing a lot of people stepping away, you know, from from their jobs, stepping mm -hmm. away, you know, those who are in the ministry stepping away from their ministry because they just are trying to figure out, okay, I, I'm not clear on how I'm supposed to to navigate in this space. Right. So I know that it's a difficult season for all of us. And it is. and you know, just trying to figure out how we can best support and to, you know, be able to empower others and mm -hmm. empower ourselves as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have some people who say they're people, they, you know, I'm a people person and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. you're a people too. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're a people too. And so we've got, we've got to figure out how we're going to take care of ourselves too, so that we can in turn help others. So I love that you're doing that. Right. Right. And you, you said something really interesting to me. Um, people have to understand that we are people too. And I think a lot of people miss that back. All they see um, are titles. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you the pastor, you supposed to be, I tell people all the time, I'm made of flesh and blood first. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I totally understand that leaders are held to a higher level of accountability because we do have to, to there are expectations and, and, and we do have a responsibility to be the example and lead by example. But I think it's also unfair for people to put unrealistic expectations on people just because they have a title. Um, I, I, I have some concerns with that and, I, and I, I'm a very transparent person. And I said, now, you know, everybody has their flaws, 
mm -hmm. uh, their thorns in their flesh, their missteps or whatever. And and I'll I'll tell you, and I just be very candid. If I can't say if somebody come to me crazy, then I ain't gonna come back crazy. I can't make that promise. That's right. Because That's if right. I'm not prayed up, I can't I can't guarantee you that I will be in the spirit. Right. And and that's that's just the reality. But you know, and I had somebody to say to me, um, a longtime friend, a business colleague, I saw him, I think at Sam's, and I had on a t-shirt and some jeans, but please believe me, I thought I was cute. And and uh and he said to me, he said, well, I I be seeing you doing your selfies and stuff on 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 uh on Facebook and you're a pastor. I'm saying, I said, Ann, do you think I was born with a cloth, with a collar on my neck, a clergy collar? No, sir. Right. But right. people, pe people think because you have a title right. that you are, that you was born in a manger with a halo over your head. That is not the case. It's not. It's not, not at all. Pe it's that's why people have to pray for leaders because we are people and in the same challenges that present themselves to other you think they don't just be um discriminatory because we got titles up uh, no in fact they're elevated because we have to be ambassadors for christ same. and so actually we're targets we only hit this because the enemy is out seeking who he can devour. So it's wow. it's harder for us for that purpose. And that is why people need to be praying for their leaders. That's it. You are absolutely right. Look, it doesn't, it doesn't just rain on certain people. It rains on everybody. When rain falls, it falls on everybody. Exactly. <laughs> just a matter exactly. of, of how prepared are you for that rain? Are you standing out there without an umbrella? Do you have a right. poncho? What do you have? what do you have to protect you okay and that, that and that's where there are levels you know of protection that take place but it's not that that the rain doesn't fall on everyone it's not that that you know the things that other people experience we don't all experience yeah and so yeah you know that that that's the you know sometimes that's the expectation and that's why <laughs> we have had so many who have stepped away because sometimes that you know, you had that calling and, and, you know, it's, you know, you begin to bend when certain things come up, you know, and at some point, some of us break. Yes. You know, and, that, yeah. and that's the, that's the, that's where it becomes the challenge, you know, and for those who, who are bending and bending and bending and some are being pushed and then they mm -hmm. break. Then they and, break. and the sad part is that when we break, uh, the scrutiny and the sabotage and the backlash that comes right. with that is is so heartbreaking because all people see is the fall from grace. Right. They they and and they don't they don't realize whatever the struggle may be. They think because you have a title that it comes with some kind of superpower. I think um, Minister Jean, Minister Jean Turner had, had said one time, she's a mighty intercessor. And uh, one of the things that she shared in our times of, of, of um, sharing different things is that people don't realize that the intercessors um, are taking hits yeah. for everybody that we're covering. Why? People, people yeah. don't get it. And it's, there are so many dynamics to it, uh, but I just want people to understand that those that are, are in leadership, 
yeah. are the ones we, we really need to be praying for because we are the ones who, who we are on the front lines. Right. And, 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 and sometimes things will come up out of nowhere. And we'd be like, well, I didn't do anything to deserve that. Right. You, 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 somebody else dodged a bullet that we took. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Mm-hmm. So like you said, and then, and then I think about the, you know, social media and other things, because one thing that that this pandemic did in opening us up to technology and and social media and other things like that is it has moved the church beyond the the uh you know local area that it's in oh yeah it's moved us us beyond our neighborhood beyond Mm -hmm. our you know little environment that's around us the little perimeter of uh you know blocks that are around us mm-hmm. and has has put us on the stage that that can go internationally and worldwide right. and worldwide. so you know it, you know we talk about being fishers of men and and now i mean with technology we're able to cast a wider net than mm-hmm. we ever would have you know just being in our local communities and yeah. our local churches so and I want to talk a little bit about that because like you said, you mentioned, you know, being on Facebook and things like that and, and, you know, having people have, you know, having a little bit more access to you mm-hmm. than normal. And so how has that experience been, uh, you know, cause were you doing no, were you on some form of social media for your ministry? I know you were doing it for your business, but for your ministry, were you on social media, media prior to uh, the pandemic? <laughs> We were, we were actually doing Facebook live um, from the physical church that we were in. Uh, we were also doing, um, we were doing uh, doing Facebook live also for Bible study on Tuesdays. But what we had to do was create, was get acclimated to a new platform so that those leaders who were participating in the worship experience from home could learn how to use the link and and be set up from home and that that was through trial and error and we're still we're still learning look i'm still learning because i keep looking at my screen and realize i should have turned my ipad (laughs) the other way (laughs) it's okay look yeah we still can see you and hear you so that that is fine that's what it's about it's about learning from our womb to our tomb we're gonna learn something different every single time we get on You know, uh, I'm I'm today years old on a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. So we're still learning, but we we were already on social media, but it kicked it up a notch. It, um, we took it to another level because we found a platform that will, uh, you know, automatically capture, capture some of the words and put the words on the screen. Um, there are people that, uh, know and love me and appreciate my leadership and want to support the ministry, but they're, um, also committed to their own churches, but they uh, enjoy the fact that they're able to come on and, and watch our service. When we're online, we do service at eight o'clock, but when we do with the new format of going into the building, we do that at one o'clock, but most churches now start at 10 or 1030. So that gives those, those that want to support us, they can, they can log in at eight o'clock. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Like said, it's, it, but it's the, it's the small things, but, but the blessing is, is that, you know, we're continuing to move forward, 
you know, yes. in our ministries, in the mm-hmm. things that we're doing, and we have not allowed there to be any restrictions. And then, like you said, it's more important that we're seeking to pray for our leaders because so much of, of what they're experiencing, you know, we may be experiencing, but because like you said, the title of leader, minister, uh, you know, and the other uh, titles that come along with being in the ministry, you know, a lot, a lot of people have been looking at those, those titles and, and setting those expectations, but not realizing that, you know, Hey, we're, mm-hmm. we're human too. We're, we're going through this experience with you all. We're all doing this at the same time. We've all exactly and have a different reaction to mm-hmm. it. And, and it's just a matter of, of figuring out how, how we can move forward because we don't know how long we're going to be in this space. Well, you know, another thing Minister Jean said is that this will probably be the new normal. We thought mm-hmm. we were going back to the regular normal, but this will probably some, be something that will be as common as the flu and we'll just have to live with it. And so life is about change. And so we have to learn how to adapt to the change. Uh, we can sit back and complain and say, you know, what's not right. Or we can adjust the sales and keep moving. Yeah. And so I think we need to adjust the sales and learn how to move uh, and adapt to the change. And uh, we, we can sink or swim. I am like, God ain't kept me here all these years to be trying to sink. I'm trying to learn how to swim. That's right. That's <laughs> right. It's going to be a virtual celebration when your next 20 years comes. Yes. So want to make sure yeah. That we're ready for that. You're ready. Yeah. ready for that. Yes. Now, are, are there any other things that have taken place in your ministry? Something that that was unexpected, something that you were just like, wow, I didn't think that this is something that we would ever have to do. Well, I'll, this is kind of personal, but I mean, as I shared, I'm, I'm a transparent person. Um, when the when the pandemic first hit, mm-hmm. uh, I took the people to Isaiah. I can't remember which chapter it was, maybe mm-hmm. somewhere around 26, 29. Um, but there's a, a, a passage in Isaiah mm-hmm. that says that go in the house and stay there until this indignation has passed. Wow. And I don't consider myself, I know I'm a woman of God. I know I'm a preacher and teacher of God's word, but I don't consider myself to be prophetic. But I said that in this time of, the, of, of this pandemic, in this time of this shift, there, we're going to see some changes And I said that there are going to be some people who are going to be close up in the house with their spouses and they're going to determine that they don't like each other. Um, That are they, they would rather that they're too close for comfort or that they would rather, um, I said, some would, you know, are going to get frustrated because they'd rather be with their boyfriend or girlfriend outside the house and not at the house with the house, with the husband or the wife and vice versa. And, um, and, and, and to, to totally, I mean, my marriage um, pretty much dissolved in the middle of the pandemic. And um, I'm coming to grips with it, um, but but I'm at peace. I know I know the voice of God. I, I know he's given me wisdom and discernment and victory, um, but that that came to pass. I, I was speaking to the people. I didn't know it was coming to knock at my door, but that that was my, my ugly truth. And so, um, you know, we remain prayerful, but I'm not the only one. Uh, statistics are showing that uh, in the midst of the pandemic, the numbers for domestic violence uh, increased, the numbers of calls to defects increased, 
because parents were used to sending their children to school and letting the school feed them and letting the school teach them and letting the school discipline them. And then when they have them little babies or whatever you want to call them, chuckies or whatever, they're acting like little demons at the house. And and and, and they got to deal with them all day and say, hmm, Miss, Mrs. Uh, Foxworth or Mrs. Butterworth or whatever, Miss Crabtree, whatever her name is at the school, might not have been so wrong about little Johnny because right. little Johnny is a piece of work and I'm getting right. to see this for myself. Right. So those are the realities that came forth. Uh, that many people may have been blindsided. And so that was the biggest change for me personally. Uh, major shift in my life. Uh, told, you know, didn't expect it, but that ended up being my reality. Right. And, and so then when those I, things happen, you know, you, you, ha- you will have those who will pass judgment. You know? Oh, you know what? Let me tell you something. The best, the best deliverance I ever received was deliverance from people. Because what I have learned is that you cannot please all the people all the time. What I've learned is that there will always be somebody somewhere that will find something wrong with you. You can cross every T and dot every I and there will still be somebody that's on assignment to dislike you no matter what. So what I resolved is that I'm not running up my blood pressure trying to figure out who like what because don't nobody have a heaven or a hell to put me in as long as me and Jesus Christ is right here. I'm good. Right there, you have it. I'm good. You have it. Okay, like you said, we are we are spiritual beings living this human experience, and there are things that we are going to experience as humans, and and there's nothing that that uh we can do about that. You we know, can. it does. It like I said, doesn't the, the rain is still gonna fall on us? Yeah, yeah. it's still yeah. gonna fall on us. We are not exempt from from any of the of the uh, things that can happen in this world. If anything, it teaches us. To, to be stronger and wiser. And it gives us that, that spirit of discernment and causes us to go back to the word, you know, because he's standing there patiently waiting for us mm-hmm. to, to call on him in mm-hmm. our times of weakness. When we yeah. can't walk, he's there to carry us. But, mm-hmm. you know, if we're, if we're looking to constantly, uh, you know, be defined by, by the things that are happening here and, and thinking that we can, do it all on our own and we don't need him mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. our lives, then, then, you know, we're, we're selling ourselves short. Right. Like I said, it just, it, 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 it has turned many back to the word. It mm-hmm. has turned many back to, okay, going back to my roots. What is foundational? What is something in his word that, that touches on, you know, what's going on in my life and what can I do to, to, you know, strengthen my relationship with him. Right. We right. had so many people, like you said, who have said, oh, well, you know, I can go to church at home and, you know, or oh, I'm not uh, religious, I'm spiritual. We, we hear a lot of that lately. A lot of that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm spiritual. I'm not, I'm not religious. And, and, and you have to tell yourself, well, what, what does that mean? What is it that you're seeking to do? Right. And I, I think the terms are neither here nor there. The bottom line question is, are you saved? Do Are you assured of your soul salvation? Right. If Jesus cracked the sky tonight, where are you going? That's what, what matters. I think we get caught up on, on too many formalities. Uh, and that's why a lot of people have stopped going to church altogether because um, 
I, I think people, people want to have a sense of inclusion and acceptance, yes. uh, but at the same time, uh, they want no governance, you know, uh, and then when you say, well, you know, this is what the Bible says and, and holiness is still right. And when you lay down the law, then we get accused of being holier than thou, holy rollers and judging people. As I said before, just as others have neither heaven nor hell to put anybody in, we don't either. We're messengers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's it and 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 people get frustrated because there's so many rules of holiness right. and living right. right. And I think when we let down the guard and say, well, you know, just come as you are. I think the church started letting in so many things right. uh, and, and refused to put our foot down and said, wait a minute now. Yes, when we the Mother's Day message was, will, will the real mothers please stand? Wow. And we had a technical difficulty because I wanted to do an illustration. And the illustration was a, the picture. You remember the movie, The Women of Brewster Place? Yes. Okay, you remember that that picture of them out in the front on the stoop, mm -hmm. and they and they had them hats on. It was like the mean church mothers. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, so but if you fast forward to today, and and think about church mothers, wow. you they're gonna be looking like the Real Housewives of every major metropolis. Wow, what a contrast! Right, but what we need is to get back to the old landmark. Where them old mothers who might was not playing with you when they said get in this church, sit down and, and take that gum out your mouth. That's right. And give you a, a napkin and, and say, right now, give it here. That's right. That's right. That's what we need. We need to go, we need to love people into wholeness. Yes. Say, I love you. I love you. I love you. Uh Yes, you're having a hard time. I've had a hard time too. Let's see how we can join forces and see how the Lord gonna see us through this. Yeah. That's what people need. Yeah. It's not, not, not the you know, well, you going to hell, but you know, all us going to hell if we don't repent. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So you know, it's it's not about you know keeping record of who did this. God is the judge. Right. Um, bring the fish in; He'll clean them. Bring them in. We are to be fishers of men. Yeah. He's He's the one who cleans them up. I think we've been so busy trying to judge people right. for what they've done. We need to be checking ourselves. I, mm -hmm. I tell people all the That's time, right. don't be talking about what, what Sally and Sue did. Because if we open your closet, I guarantee you some skeletons going to fall out. Okay. That's right. Judge not lest ye be judged. Okay. Yes. All yes. right. And, and, you know, we, we do a lot of casting of stones, you know, to a lot of people in a lot of situations, you know, mm -hmm. things that we have seen happening recently in, in, you know, in social media and, and with stars and, and things happening and, and we're quick to pass judgment and cast stones. And, and we forget that, you know, we, we have, we all have a past. We all have, we all have things that we're working through. And so, you know, even though, you know, church looks different, worship looks different. It's still a matter of, like I said, we're, it's, it's going beyond the building. It's going mm -hmm. beyond the, the bricks and the mortar that make the church, but it's the people. Yes. It's so important that we continue to, to cultivate and grow those relationships so that, that way we're we're encouraging and inspiring and empowering 
mm-hmm. you know, those, you know, to, to, you know, establish those relationships with, with Christ and, and, right. you know, learning that, you know, they can go to the word and, you know, that, you know, even though the, we may not be able to meet in the building, we can still come together, you know, in, in other, you know, modes, you know, mm-hmm. through intercession, through prayer, you right. know, and, and those things are important. So I think that it really has highlighted, you know, the fact that, that there are other ways outside of the building to be able to worship. And that, yes, and that, that's not to say that, that, you know, we don't want there to be the assembly because the word speaks of that. We right. want us to be able to assemble and, and come together, you know, when we can, but when we cannot, there are so many other ways in which we can support and, and encourage and empower and uplift each other. Yeah. And so, you know, and with that, tell me what are some of the things that you're looking to do as you continue to grow your ministry? Like you said, 20 years is a long time to be in ministry. And what yeah. is something that you're seeking to do moving forward with your ministry? Well, we really want to, my, as a certified life coach, my focus is purpose and destiny. Yes, I, I believe people, if they know their purpose, they can walk in their destiny. So what I'm looking forward to is helping people identify their spiritual gifts and the big vision that we have for Dream to Destiny Ministries really is to help people live victorious lives through the word of God. Yeah. So I believe if people know their gifts, uh, there's so much work to be done in the body of Christ. And uh, we are a social justice focused ministry. We are family focused ministry. So we have things in mind that will help uh, develop people socially uh, and family wise. And so the the different outreaches that we are seeking to develop will be uh, led by people who are unleashing their gifts because I, as the pastor, I am the visionary. God gives me the vision, but I ain't trying to die in the process of trying to do everything. Right. Uh, a good leader reproduces him or herself. Right. So we want to equip people to make a difference because I can't be everywhere at the same time. The only one that can do that is Jesus Christ himself. But what I can do is train other leaders uh, to identify their gifts and release them in the atmosphere and to make a difference, to build God's kingdom here on earth. I love that. I absolutely love that. That is you know, powerful. And that's what we want to do. We want to be able to, to expand and to grow. And just like you said, with social media, and we were talking about things like that, we're, we're able to cast a wider net. We're able to, to, you know, be able to draw others in and to, you know, like you said, maximize on their strengths and not just have people be quote unquote bench warmers. We want them to be able to put their hand to the plow and to be able to do that. And, and some of, uh, you know, being able to, to, you know, to extend beyond the building has, has afforded us the opportunities to be able to do that, to be able to reach out to those and, and, and to give a little bit more of, of a uh, platform for, for people to come in and say, okay, I, I may not be able to physically come in the building, but I can assist and help in this area or I can, you know, come in and, and, uh, you know, uh, assist with this portion, you know, from where I am and and it's a matter of meeting them where they're at. So I think that's wonderful that, that, you know, you have the vision to be able to do that and, 
and that it's all about, like you said, uh, having people to understand their their purpose and you know, and that assists in their destiny. I think that that's powerful, you know, to engage them in those spiritual gifts. And yes. and uh, I mean, it, it's a, it's a wonderful ministry that you're continuing in, and it's just a blessing that this pandemic has not stopped anything. You know, no. It, it, no. it has it has strengthened certain areas, and you know, like I said, where where there are those who have been challenged, we will just continue to intercede for them. We will continue to pray for them. Mm-hmm. We will continue to pray for the leaders. I think that was something very powerful that you said. We need to pray for our leaders because it's it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge yep. for us all. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had to tell my family even, you know, do you all think I want to stay up all night? <laughs> uh, no, I want to be asleep like everybody else. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I may be praying, I may be working through some things and I've gotten a little older. I'll be 55 in August and, um, I used to stay up all night, uh, not anymore, not anymore. So, but there, there was a time, I mean, I still burn the midnight oil, um, but not, not cause I just have nothing else to do. I just see the big vision and there's so much to be done. And, and, and that's my passion to serve and to see it through. And those who know me well will let you know, if I can't not do it in excellence, I really prefer to not do it at all. And it has nothing to do with me. I just believe we serve an excellent God and that we owe him, owe him nothing less than excellence. And so anything I do, I try my best to put my best foot forward, but it's unto him. It's unto him, not not unto us, but it's unto him. And so that that's that's my perspective. That's my approach. That's it. And it's in obedience to him. You know, mm-hmm. we're doing all things, you know, through the strength that he provides through us. Yes. In us. So, you know, it's a it's a beautiful thing when yeah. we can get to a space where where we're, you know, working on ourselves so that we can in turn, you know, filling our cups to overflow so that we can pour into others. Yeah. That is the, that is the blessing. Yes. So before, before we wrap things up here, I would love for people to know how they can get in contact with you, you know, to learn more about your ministry and, and how they can possibly be a part. Well, thank you. Thank you. You can reach me on all platforms under Dr. Alona. You can go to dralona.com. You can find me there on uh, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, Dr. Alona. Um, I think my LinkedIn may not be updated just yet. If, okay. if it's, but my first name is so unique. You're not going to find very many Alonas out there especially yeah. with that I in there that's not pronounced. That's but, it. Uh, we see it behind you. So that's <laughs> great. Right? You all can see it behind you, Dr. Uh-huh. Alona. And you can yeah. see it, the spelling right behind her. Uh-huh. Yes. So Facebook, yeah. Instagram, and LinkedIn. Yes, right? Dr. Alona. And um, they'll tie you into pretty much everything I'm connected with. Um, we're The Dream to Destiny website, we're actually with the rebrand of everything because I'm changing going back to my maiden name so everything is um coming together but if you go to to Dr. Alona it'll 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 get you where you need to be perfect 
perfect. That's awesome. And then one other thing that I ask all of my guests, uh, you know, who come on the show, I ask, how are you living in this now? What are some things that you are doing to navigate in this space that we're in? I'm living in the now with a spirit of gratitude and optimism. I'm so grateful that uh, we survived COVID. I did catch it in December of 2021. Mm-hmm. You believe my family so low down. They went to Disneyland and left me here. <laughs> they left me here. <laughs> they left me here. Wow. I, I tested positive, but wow. we're, we're survivors. We're yeah. still here. Yeah. We are still here. So I'm living uh, with gratitude first saying, God, thank you. You spared me. But I have so much optimism because with the bestowing of this honorary doctorate, and I'm so humble and so grateful for that, but it has brought to light the things that God has allowed me to do. So what I'm doing now uh, is going with greater force with helping as many people as I can discover their purpose so they can walk into their destiny. And the beautiful part is that I'm not putting myself in a box. Dream to destiny, gonna get it anyway, because I'm their spiritual leader. That is my responsibility. But I'm trying to reach not just those who know Jesus and 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 have their spiritual life, but I'm trying to reach those who 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 they may not know uh, Christ. And 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 my my point there is not initial, not oh, not initially to lead them to Christ. I really want to help them unlock their purpose so they can walk into their destiny but it's not confined to church people now if they catch the holy ghost through something i say that's a different thing and i know how to divide the line i know i can't go into corporate america or in the school system with it's not you have to present things a little differently but i'm on a greater mission to help as many people as i can to discover their purpose so they can walk in their destiny and wherever God leads me is where I will follow. That's it. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's all about making sure that we're, we're doing things that are going to fill us, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's something that, that I want to, you know, make sure that, that our listeners are clear on when, when we talk about how you're living in the now, it's, it's what you're doing to fill yourself. I think about people who are entrepreneurs and, and in order for it to be successful for that person, the one thing that it has, it has to be something that they're passionate about yes. that they can see themselves doing every day, mm-hmm. not just for a limited time, but for, for a, a longer period of time before they, you know, I know they always say that, you know, you should have an exit exit strategy as you're starting, mm-hmm. but, but there has to be that passion yes. for wanting to do it every day until that time passes yes is it something that you love is it something that brings you personal joy and personal peace because it's all about creating our peaceful existence exactly about how we cope and that acronym is creating our peaceful existence how are we doing that how are we seeking to do that And, and as long as we're doing that then then you know we're we're in our flow we're mm-hmm. creating that harmony that we need in our lives in order yeah. to, you know, to be full and to be able to, to serve in the capacity that we're called to serve. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Any final words for our listeners before we go? 
just something, some words of encouragement? Well, I, I want to let you know, I, a lot of people have been depressed and uh, feeling some type of way behind the pandemic. And I just want you to understand that your detriment does not have to dictate your destiny. God knew you before even your mother and father got together and created you. And he had a plan for your life. And it was a good plan. It wasn't one of those rinky-dink, uh, wishy-washy uh, plans that Fairweather friends have. But it was a plan, a solid plan with your name on it. And he has a hope and an expected end for you. So don't get discouraged if things are not going the way that you want them to go. Even if you have to take a detour take the detour but you get back on the right road and ask God to order your steps and show you what it is he would have you to do why am I here who am I supposed to be touching what difference am I supposed to be making and then listen to what he tells you to do and then have the courage now don't be thinking a miracle just gonna fall out of the sky because that is not how it goes faith without works is dead and so ask him he will, he'll speak to you, but you got to get quiet so you can hear him. It may mean turn off TV, turn off radio, turn off all the, all of the foolery, uh, which sometimes social media can be, uh, and, and stay focused and let him speak to you and let him lead you. I guarantee you, he'll do just that. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And he will do it in his time and in the right season. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Alona, thank you so much for being with us and for sharing your heart and being transparent. We appreciate that. We wish mm -hmm. all the best in your ministry moving forward and know that you know, his will is his perfect will is going to be done in all that you're seeking to do. And yes. we wish you nothing but the best. And definitely we'll have you come back and share as, as your ministry continues to grow and new things are being offered. We'd love to have you come back and share with our listeners again. So thanks again for being here with us. We appreciate well, you. Amen. Thank you, Kim. Mr. Kim, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate this. God bless you as you continue to go forth in the work that he has given you to do. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you. So keep it up. Don't Thank come you. down from the wall. Thank you so much. I appreciate your words of encouragement. And yeah. that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until I see you next time, I say peace.